Wolfpack Nation, we are back once again. First of all, if you haven't checked out part one of our interview with Joe Gillio yet, make sure to go check that out. Is again, this conversation you're about to hear is basically a exact continuance from part one. So it is basically a must. So you have to watch part one first to really understand how we got to this point here. Uh, so make sure to go check that out first. And again, first of all, again, thanks to Joe again for for joining us here again. This has been a fun conversation so far, and I'm 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 pumped for part two here. So uh, uh, so again, first of all, just a quick reminder again: hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, and give us a follow. Type talk now on Twitter, or Instagram, and obviously, if you're not already following Joe and uh, Joe Gilly and Joe Ovies, I mean, you know, I don't know what you're doing, but again, those guys hilarious and, and a fun time to listen to so make sure to do that uh but michael so you asked a question i had to put the time out for maybe one of the first times ever in toughy talk history because at some point we had it in part one so but if you wouldn't mind michael again asking your question and then we'll jump right back into it yeah so we were talking about how espn and fox are driving these changes um and so wouldn't it be in ESPN's interest to support the ACC because of the ACC network and the partnership there? Or is that just peanuts compared to the SEC? I think the, I think ESPN wants to support the ACC to a, to a point and at a cost. Yeah. Uh, we talked mm-hmm. previously about some of the smaller schools in the ACC, and I think that's the biggest problem for the ACC. We can talk around in circles about Miami and Virginia Tech and heck, even even state in North Carolina um, not being able to mount serious national programs on a consistent basis. But ultimately, mm-hmm. when you look at the composition of the league, and I and I looked up these numbers today for my for the the OG, and mm-hmm. it's just like a snapshot. But if you think about it. If you just go by stadium size, right? And mm-hmm. yeah, there can be some flaws in there. USC and UCLA would be on the top of the, of the flawed list. But for the most part, if you look right. at the schools who have the biggest college football stadiums, we could correlate that with interest, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean uh, I don't, I'm not a mathematician or an economist, but seems kind of fair to me. Yeah. The top there are, there are eight stadiums in college football that hold more than a hundred thousand people. The top three are all Big Ten schools. Four of those eight are Big Ten schools. The other three are current SEC members. The fourth is Texas, who will be an SEC member. Hundred thousand. Hmm. That's significant. Hmm. You mentioned Ohio State before and their undergrad enrollment. The highest, mm-hmm. the, the biggest stadium in the in the ACC is Clemson at eighty one thousand. Nothing to yeah. sneeze mm-hmm. at, but still. It's a big drop off, though. It's a big drop off, twenty thousand. But still, twenty thousand yeah. fewer. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Issues right there, seventy nine and a half. VT sixty five. Yeah. Okay. I think state and Carolina right there in that that comfortable middle there. Then you get to the bottom, the literal bottom mm-hmm. of Power Five: Boston College, forty four thousand. Duke, forty thousand. Wake Forest, the smallest venue in all of division of the Power Five. 31,000. Yep. Yeah. There's, there's, really? there's a group of five stadiums that are bigger. Wow. Than a lot of them. Didn't realize it. Sure. And, and I'm, I'm not, you yeah. mentioned before, Wake Forest has an undergrad enrollment of 4,000 or whatever it is. So you, yeah, you just have a conference with some private schools. Duke and Wake, obviously original members of the ACC and, and obviously mm-hmm. have value in Wake Forest is fine in football, but their following is, it is what it is. It is, what it is. 
terrible. So like, like literally, like literally Joe, we actually, we actually reached out. We actually have been trying to reach out to uh, like podcasts for other teams to kind of talk football during the season. And Wake Forest literally doesn't have one besides the one that's with 247. They literally don't have any other purse podcast or anything like that, which is baffling to me. So, but yeah, go I mean, ahead. Sorry. I, there are plenty of passionate Wake Forest fans. They found my Twitter timeline <laughs> this year when I tried to explain to them they weren't <laughs> going to make the NCAA tournament with their non-conference strength of schedule, which was funny when we saw Steve Forbes at the Final Four and he was like, yeah, man, I mean, <laughs> you were right. You didn't get in. <laughs> which are my yeah. favorite words. Um, yeah. No, yeah. Uh, but, but to me, that's, that's the flaw of the ACC is its composition. And if you're going to have – Four team or three teams at the bottom. I always kind of count Pitt as a half in there. Um, I know yep. Pitt has an unbelievable tradition, but they play in an NFL stadium it that basically is half full. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. again, I'm not knocking. They have an unbelievable tradition. Like if you were going to pick a starting eleven Man. from from 100%. only one school, Pitt would be 100. It would be you would yeah. be. If you knew anything about the history of college football, you'd put Pitt ahead of Alabama mm-hmm. even. Like they have that mm-hmm. – yeah. their players are that good historically. Yep. But that doesn't Modern translate yep. to, you know – especially in the ACC, as you mentioned before, Michael, Pitt-West Virginia, that's a great rivalry. Pitt-Penn State, that's a great rivalry. But, mm-hmm. you know, they have Syracuse, Boston College. It doesn't exactly mm-hmm. move the needle. Um, yeah. So anyway, in my opinion, yeah, that's the biggest problem. Is it's the math of the ACC, and if you're gonna now look at the, look at the Big Ten, they have one private school, so you can offset the Big Ten could offset three really small schools, but they don't because well the name of the conference is the Big Ten for a reason because they're all gigantic public right. university schools. The SEC right. has the advantage of Arkansas isn't doesn't have Ohio State or Indiana's you know huge enrollment. But do you know what else isn't in the state of Arkansas? A professional franchise. Schools? There's no NFL team, NBA team, Major League Baseball team. The University of Arkansas, that's the show, man. And right. there, you think about that right. in the ACC. You go through the states and you're going, what is what is what are the equivalents that the ACC has of that? It helps that they got Jerry Jones, too. Not a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They do. Yeah. yeah they they yeah, have yeah. certain advantages. Don't, don't get That's me wrong. True. But I mean, the SEC has that advantage of if you're not in this major market, you're in a state where you yeah. literally are the biggest deal. Alabama, LSU, right. you know, mm-hmm. LSU, of course, the right. Saints, but LSU, we're not going to sit here and argue with, with the, the brand or fan interest in LSU. So to me, no, they're in is that Nebraska bubble. in that bubble? They're the largest Nebraska city in Nebraska in when there's a home football game. Yeah. Yeah. Nebraska's right. Another <laughs> yeah. tra- tradition. Now they, they, they can't get out of their own way. Uh, there's probably some <laughs> comparisons between Nebraska and, and Florida right. State. But yeah, no, there's no other. I mean, think about Florida State. They're competing with Miami and, and, and Florida, and not to mention UCF and anyone else. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Nebraska's yeah. the only show in town. And, and that's kind of where the right. ACC gets in the trouble, in my opinion. And that's where yeah. a, that's where ESPN says to you, well, what do you have? And you can start at Clemson football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. And you're going, cool. And then you go, well, Florida State. And then you're like, well, they're kind of a mess. And then Miami, well, they're kind of a mess. But they're also a small private school, too. And then you're like, well, yeah. we have like Virginia Tech and NC State and Louisville. 
who I think you could all put in the same tier two yeah. area. Yeah. You go, those are good. Those are really good. But Virginia Tech, there's Virginia. Louisville, there's Kentucky. State, there's mm-hmm. Carolina. So you're, you're mm-hmm. kind of in this situation where you're like, what do you really have? And, and yeah, that, right. to me, fundamentally, is, is I got one quick question before we jump into our season preview for yep. for uh, State. How how awkward is it going to be for the media days at, for, for, for ACC football here in a couple of weeks? Because, I mean, I feel like, you know, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like you're going to have to address every coach and, and of course, the commissioner is going to have to address the elephant in the room. So, I mean, that should just be part of their like their five minute speech. It's like this yeah. is where we stand. Yeah. Now let's talk football. Like because every every media and you guys have to do your job, obviously. Yeah. But um, I yeah. mean, this, I mean, I mean, sure. you guys are just going to rotate from that question. Like one guy takes it for one coach. The next co- the media guy takes it for the next coach. Like, how's that going <laughs> to work for you guys? <laughs> <laughs> I feel yeah. like when, when you do the radio stuff, like we did this in the Final Four at Radio Row, the, the the coach would literally sit down and you'd get two or three minutes before you went on the air and I would say to them, basically, are, are you okay if I give you a hard time? Uh, I remember Brad Underwood, yep. uh, he's at Illinois now, right? I said to yeah. him, I go, are you – and we never met. This, this, it was like speed dating. And I was basically like, are you okay if we give you a hard time? And he was Who like, are you? Sure. Like, what do you mean? And I was like, I'm like, dude, yeah. you ruined my bracket something fierce last year, and I can't. And he was like, oh, you're one of those. And I was like, yes, I said, but you did pick me up with yeah. Stephen F. Austin a couple of years ago, and he was like, okay, uh, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll allow this. Yeah. Like, but you know, you give him a heads up. Now, allow, now yeah. the coach from Texas, right. Chris Beard, we didn't have a chance to kind of get a little pre, pre warmer in there, and and he was not happy when he sat down and started talking to us so it'll be the same uh-huh. in charlotte and obviously we know all of the coaches except maybe the florida state guy at this point i don't have i don't really know him but you know dave clausen dave doran mac brown yeah Mike you know, uh, even mike elko mm-hmm. we've had on the show and some other stuff so um right. okay. it'll be but you know, yeah. people don't like it when I ask them questions because I don't want to sit there and tell you how great you are. That's, that's fair. That's kind of who I am. Kind of have it both ways. Yep. Yep. No, absolutely. And then the and then the one thing which I wanted to you know mention too, Joe, I, I mentioned that I was yeah. going to bring up uh, in between parts. Uh, before we get into football, is so, uh, so my <laughs> wife, uh, she's a South Carolina game okay. graduate. Yeah, makes for you her, man. And oh, so, 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 so the one thing that they do have is my money. So that's enough for me. So, uh, but, uh, but the one thing which I always give her, I, again, I give her lovingly crap, uh, not to say crap. I just remind her, but I give every other South Carolina fan crap is that literally the biggest person that you look at is like, like all praise the is Steve Spurrier. Like, like you had like literally a, 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 a literally a Steve Spurrier that was as tall as your stadium on the side of your stadium. And literally the moment that he stopped, he went right to Florida and then didn't even look back at you. Like, and you, you still like look at him and like, that's why I'm saying like, like to me, South Carolina shouldn't even like, like, yeah, thank you, Steve. Appreciate what you did. Like, and that's it. Like, because at the end of the day, again, it's, it's not like he's giving you anything returned. He's all Florida. Like he, he, he's, he's, he, he doesn't even think about South Carolina now. So. Before we continue, I want to take a quick second to tell you about our sponsor, Flatlands Jessup Insurance Group, that has our whole world covered, with agents in five offices throughout eastern North Carolina to help you decide how much coverage you need. 
offering policies for home and auto, recreational vehicles, commercial, crop, health, life, and employee benefits. They are able to combine options to find a comprehensive solution that works for you. Flatlands Jester protects the things you love so you can spend less time wearing and more time enjoying them. Find them on Facebook and Instagram at Flatlands Jessup. You can also visit their webpage at www.flatlandsjessup.com. So please make sure to go and check them out. And, and so so looking at this season and looking at this team, I mean, obviously, you know, you lose, uh, you know, Ikiakwana, you lose Emeka Mezzi. You pretty much get your whole defense back for the most part, besides really Daniel Joseph. Uh, it, so, I mean, it really just comes down to the one question I think that we really have is, well, the one main question is running back. And then basically, how does the pieces come together with the offensive line? But I think that, honestly, to me, one of the biggest wins this offseason, honestly, was Chandler Savala getting announced that he's coming back. I think that was a huge, probably the, one of the biggest wins this offseason to get him back. So, I mean, you know, I, I think we've actually asked this question before, but I'll, I'll kind of ask it to you. So, if State, let's say that there's kind of a range in terms of how bad State might do, how good State might do, if they are end up being as bad as you may expect what what would you say the reason would be for it did you say if they're as good as we would expect like like if, if they're as bad so like let's say like like the worst that you might think they go okay. is six and six why would you think that they would <laughs> fall apart or why would you think they would get that low yeah, you even think that's too low because when, when, yeah. when you said six and six you, yeah. you, you no, that no, look no. was like no I mean, six and six. <laughs> anything worst possible, case scenario I, I would I would be stunned. Sure. No, if they sure. Went eight and four. I, I would be stunned. Uh, and okay. if yeah. they went eight and four, there was probably an injury. Yeah, I mean, on the ob- okay. obviously, if Devin gets hurt, yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe it is worse than eight and four. But that's that's about where it is, in, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. So if we stay healthy, where do you where do you project? Like, like I don't think they're going to win at Clemson. I don't. Um, and then, and then covering the team as long as I have, there's probably a dumb one in there. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, as long as we've I, all been covering it, Joe. <laughs> and that, now, dumb could well, be subjective in this case. Like, is Florida State finally going to be better? Is Louisville? Louisville's the one I have circled. It's before the Carolina yeah. game. Uh, I, I actually think that guy's yeah. a really good coach. Um, but I mean, he was good for one year, and it was just okay last year. So it'll be interesting to see what they look like by that time of the year. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think you're spot on. I I think there are questions on the offensive line. Getting Zavala back is a help. I think they're going to have to prove they can run the football. I don't know if Jordan Houston is that guy. So that's going to be an interesting. Honestly, I thought they were going to go into the portal and get a running back. I was surprised that they didn't which probably tells us what we need to know about the sumo kid that he probably is pretty good. Right. Uh, and they've yeah. been, they've been talking him up, but as much as you could talk up someone we've never seen run the football before. So exactly. Um, I, I think, I think Devin will be great. I think the defense is the, the defense is an interesting challenge. I, I can't imagine Isaiah is ready. Isaiah Moore is ready from the jump. Uh, that's, that's kind of asking a lot. I think mm-hmm. Drake Thomas really blossomed when he was moved to the mic. I think you have to keep Drake at the mic, which I would assume is the plan. And then you sure. then you have to figure out how do you get Isaiah in there? How do you get Peyton in there so they're true difference makers? I, I have a soft spot for Isaiah Moore. I love the way that he plays the game. I love his attitude. Mm-hmm. 
And I thought when Peyton went out last year, Isaiah Moore really was the first one to be like, you know what? We really freaking needed him, but someone has to step up their game, and he did. And then for him to get hurt in that Miami game, it was like that hurt, obviously, the team. And to see Drake then fill in the way that he did was remarkable. But sometimes, guys, you could see this where maybe even in basketball, right, or even in baseball. But let's use basketball. Somebody averages 20 points a game, and then they go out. Then all of a sudden, instead of one guy averaging 20, you know, you get three that average 15, 14. And you're going, wait a second, those guys were all pretty good in different roles. But how will they look when they're all on the field together? Yeah. That There's a challenge to that. Now, it's football, and the good news is they're on the defensive side, so you don't have to share a ball. You just have to make plays. Mm-hmm. And I think Peyton can do that. I want to see Peyton stay healthy. I think everybody wants to see yeah. Peyton, for his own sake, stay healthy. Yes. Um, but I, I think he's a true difference maker. I think Isaiah is a true difference maker. And I think Drake is a true difference maker. That's how you win games. You have true difference makers. Uh, in the secondary, you know, I, I think there are some pieces there. It's better than it was in 17. I think I don't think they have a, a Bradley Chubb. I don't think they have a Naheem Hines. I don't think they have a, a Jay Sam. But I do think this is a deeper team. Uh, one through yes. 40, you know, the yeah. question is, can, can all of those parts exist on defense in such a way that now let's remember, I think NC state's defense was very good, but you know, Miami chewed them up, uh, Mississippi state chewed them up and, you know, even Carolina at the end of the year, there kind of did what they wanted to do. So it's, sure. it's going to be interesting. And Wake Forest, obviously, in, in the game that determined the Atlantic Division, right? That was the worst one. So yeah. you want to see NC State. And you have to understand, too, like defense is relative now. A, a dominant defense is relative. It truly is one yes. guy making two or three plays in a game. By Jones last year was a guy who would make a couple of plays, and you're like, man, you lose the game if that guy doesn't make that play. So right. that's the challenge for NC State. Can you win games defensively? It's hard to do in 2022. Alabama doesn't win games defensively anymore. Georgia did last year. How many of those freaking guys were drafted, yep. though? And, yep. I, and I like all of these guys I just mentioned. Uh, yeah. But quite frankly, if they were NFL players, they'd be in the NFL. So, you know, you have to. You also have to look at it that way. Uh, but I think the schedule, we're, we're going to talk next year, I'm guessing, again, guys. And I'm telling you right now, the schedule next year. Not easy. Brutal. It's Not really easy. difficult. Particularly brutal. You think yeah, about Notre Dame, but exciting. No, definitely exciting. But it's 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 in a way that you're like it's. A, we talked before about bad timing of trying to get Oklahoma and Texas in the ACC. State's going to be rebuilding next year yeah. and playing the toughest schedule I can remember them having. This year, though, this is a trade you make. This year's schedule is the is one of the easiest that I've ever seen them have. So to answer your question, yeah. I I definitely think they could win every game they play this year. I do honestly, I do. I think they have a puncher's chance to win every game they play. What? Are, what but are you, I think. Sorry, go ahead. But I, I think they probably go seven and one, six and two in the league, ten and two overall. That, that would be my guess. Ten and two would be my guess. Okay. Okay. I think it's Louisville. The Louisville's then? the one that. I, um, so. I think they'll be locked in for Carolina. I mean, they always are. Yeah. Um, but I just yeah. think you look at the schedule and you go, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like they, it's just you, you try to find the, the trap there. You try to find the, the pitfall. And I, 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 
I think all those guys came back for a reason. That's a great thing. Uh, and I love that uh, Dave has already talked about, hey, these are the problems Carolina had in a similar situation last year. You can't fall into that trap either. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, it's great to acknowledge all of those things. But you also acknowledge, too, like you said, a program that hasn't won the ACC title since 1979. How amazing would it be if you were the group that delivered that title? And that's a real that's a real carrot out there for those players. And they're older. Let's be honest too. These are these are a lot of this is a COVID year of eligibility that that wasn't given to other groups. You know, we, we, how many how many times have you heard? Oh, if if Philip Rivers redshirted yeah. and got to play with the number one defense, and it's like, guys, that was never even an option. Okay, <laughs> like yeah, yeah like best. that he was your that best. Was option. Never a realistic <laughs> thing. And but this is realistic, and you all you have to do is look at Pitt and Wake Forest last year. They benefited greatly mm-hmm. from that extra year of eligibility for some of their older players. And I think State did too, and I think they can again this year with a little bit of health. Like State wasn't healthy at all at, for long stretches. If Let's go back to the last two years. You know, Devin getting hurt against Duke and, or, 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 or all of the COVID issues to start that season. So uh, if you're this group and you've been successful the last two years, which they have been, you have to look at this and go – What's in our way? What's what's truly in our way? You know, you did beat Clemson last year, so you, you're it's going to take everything you got to beat them down there for sure. Um, sure, but I'm I'm just saying ten and two as someone who's you know followed the program. I'm not saying that as I I think eleven one is realistic, and I think it, it's realistic that yeah. they could win every game. You said what's the worst case? I do think eight and four is probably your yeah. worst case. You drop one or two. You probably didn't expect. And so, then those happen. Yeah. Those happen. What, speaking of that, what are your thoughts on the ECU game? First game of the season. On paper, NC State should win this game. No problems. But, you know, first game of the season, and it'll be a rowdy environment in yeah. Greenville. Yeah. So <laughs> it was, I was there in 16 when NC State had uh, 14 future NFL players. Mm-hmm. And ECU had Scotty Montgomery and, and NC State lost in, in easily the lowest point. Uh, of Dave Doran's tenure. Yeah. Um, I think State will win in Greenville. They might not cover, but I, I think they'll probably – I would be surprised if they lost. I would be. I'd be genuinely surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Last question for me um, before – I know we're going to wrap this up here in just a few minutes, but uh, are you – where do you pl- place Devin Leary in the ACC quarterback conversation, and then where do you place him in the potential Heisman Trophy um, race because there's you know obviously state has an unofficial campaign for Heisman for Leary but mm-hmm. what what are your thoughts there Heisman's so tough I mean it's really just about exposure and having your moment um, yeah yeah but anybody can in theory anybody can have a Heisman moment yeah um, mm-hmm. I love Den- I love Devin's arm I love his tenacity his attitude. Uh, these are all these are all good things. I've made the point on the air before that we that nationally people or even in, in regionally people tend to overlook Devin because he plays a traditional quarterback style. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't run. So, you know, now we're like, oh, if you're not Cam Newton, Robert Griffin, the third Tim Tebow, whoever, if you don't have 20 rushing mm-hmm. touchdowns and, tw- and, you know, Lamar Jackson, <laughs> then you're not a good quarterback. And that's that's not yeah. true. It's just not true. The kid at Alabama doesn't run at all. I mean, he just won the Heisman. <laughs> so yep. um, I, I think Devin has a real chance 
to, to have a really special season. And uh, I, 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 w- I would hope that it works out that way for him. Same here. Same here. Well, thank you so much again, Joe. I really do appreciate you coming on again. I think this has been an absolute blast and, and I'm all down for making this a, a yearly thing. And, uh, but the one, uh, kind of, I guess, uh, asterisk I'll put on that statement is if state wins it all this year, then we got to have you back on to, to, re- to review that season for sure. Oh, for sure. It's going to be, it's, we're going to be partying. Uh, we're going to be partying for, for years, uh, just on that one AC championship. If we could pull this thing off. So, uh, but, but thank, uh, I, I actually did have one last comment. Go ahead. How do we start a campaign, a campaign to get the yellow pad in like the <laughs> North Carolina sports hall of fame? Cause I think, I think it's got its place. Yeah. Sure. I'll have to work on it. I'll have yeah. to work on it. Appreciate yeah. you guys. All right. Good. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, well. Again, for any anybody who's who's watching your tuning in, make sure again if, if you aren't already following Joe uh, Joe Gilly and Joe Obies, make sure to go do that on the OG again. And just great content, great stuff, a lot of fun to listen to. Uh, anything else, Joe, that you want to plug in? Nope. We're gonna we're actually gonna do something at Carter Finley Stadium, or at least around Carter Finley Stadium, that you guys are all going nice. to enjoy greatly. That may involve uh, some other people. And a certain um, um, ceremony, so you, you you're going to enjoy that on the social media. So look forward to that ceremony. Certain, certain <laughs> ceremony. Okay, interesting. All right, all right then. All right. Well, th- th- well. With that being said, we're gonna te- we're gonna tease the crap out of that and and hold it right there. So thank you all so much again for tuning in. Make sure again hit that subscribe button if you don't mind, so that way you don't miss out whenever we release any new NC State content. Give this video a like, so that way YouTube will put this video in front of more NC State fans. And also to give us a follow Tuffy Talk now on Twitter, and Instagram. But thank you all so much for tuning in with us. And as always, go back, baby. <laughs>